Hello everyone, welcome to Painless Universal, a conversation with me, Anne Welsh. Today's guest is a family friend. I've known her for many, many years, but what has really inspired me with her is how she's transformed her life. She's worked for the big corporates, but went on to start on start a really global platform, reaching out to so many women worldwide, telling them how to use their pain to you find purpose. Meet Maxine. Hey, Maxine here. Now, did you know that a simple tweak to how you spend the first 30 to 45 minutes of the day can really have a massive impact on how worried, fearful, or overwhelmed, stressed, whatever you might be feeling about what's going on in the world right now? It really can. If you're interested in finding out more, I want to invite you to join me on my upcoming webinar where I'll be sharing all the details of exactly the simple little tweaks you can make that are going to have a profound difference and help you feel peaceful, productive, have clarity on what you're meant to be doing and confidence that you're doing the best that you can given these uncertain and very challenging times that we're living in. I really look forward to seeing you there. Look for the link around this video to get registered. If you can't find it, just drop me a quick message and I'll get it to you. Looking forward to seeing you on the call and taking your questions. Hi everyone, welcome again to Painless Universal, a conversation with myself, Anne Welsh. As I previously told you, she's a family friend, she's everything that, you know, we've known ourselves for a long time, but one of the things we've never done is actually join ourselves on chats. But before I get into her, before we get into our conversation, meet Maxine and let her describe herself. Maxine, who are you? And welcome to my platform. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank who you. are you? Oh my gosh. And before I get into who I am, I just want to say what a delight it is to have this conversation with you. You are somebody I love dearly and I have a lot of respect for you in your work. So this is such a privilege. Oh, likewise. <laughs> So yeah, so who am I? So I'm obviously Maxine, uh, I'm wife to my amazing husband, Namdi, mom to my daughter, Chiamaka, and son, Namdi Jr. And uh, professionally, I'm the founder of a professional services firm called The Future Is Greater. And we basically specialize in helping our clients, whether they're individuals or company clients, get extraordinary results with their goals through things like executive coaching, consulting, training, that sort of good stuff. And um, yeah, so you'd asked me before, you know, to share a little bit about my journey. You still want me to do that? I would love you to do that because um, your journey um, is what inspired me actually to reach out to you because you are not just someone who started this platform which you, where you, you know, help others, but you have a journey. So if you could just share us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, sure. Definitely. So my, my story. So but with me and my clients, you know, we typically focus on helping people do what they thought wasn't possible before. There's nothing that kind of fills my heart with joy more than seeing somebody get results they never thought were possible. And the reason that is sort of at the core of my business is really because of this belief I have that anything, any goal you set your heart to is possible for you. I firmly believe that. And to share about my journey, it probably helps for me to kind of go back to where that belief was planted mind and it's not a typical yeah because no, no one ever gets that how did you get that yeah. so this was about 20 years ago um i was in my late teens at the time in soho in london as i was actually stood face to face with a pimp who was looking to get women into his business now to kind of backtrack a bit i my parents are incredible people they have literally poured into me and my siblings. They did the best that they could to raise us up. Yeah. But being a teenager, I thought I knew better than them. I basically rebelled and went off and did my own thing to create my own freedom. 
Yes. So one stupid mistake after another, one wrong decision after another, I fell in with the wrong crowd is what led me to this moment. Mm -hmm. So a friend who was living this sort of crazy lifestyle as well, she was like, oh, let's go meet this guy for a job. We can make loads of money. We don't have to do too much. Do you want to come? So I went along. And to be honest, the gravity of what I was getting myself didn't really hit me until we walked into the room and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm stood here. What the hell am I doing here? It was literally the thought that went through my mind. So I remember I began to panic and began to shake, thinking, oh my God, like, how in the world did I end up here? How in the world did I end up here? And I must have sort of zoned out because the next thing I heard was this guy literally snapped me out of my thoughts saying, you know how much you're supposed to charge, right? I'm like, I have no idea what you're supposed to charge. Like, what am I doing here? I just can't do this. Yes. And it was literally as if the guy could read my mind because as soon as I thought, I just can't do this, he basically said back to me, just furious at this point, like, what choice do people like you have anyway? And that might as well have been a slap in the face because at this point, this guy was right. I had literally destroyed my life. I had let down everybody who cared about me. I had nothing. I had no one. He was right. So I remember just thinking, I don't even know where to look. I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to say. I am so scared. I'm so ashamed right now. I just don't even know what to do. So I just remember just shaking, thinking, oh my goodness, I can't do this. How in the world do I get out of this? So my heart was beating in my chest, as you can imagine thinking, what's this guy going to do? And I, as I was like shaking, my heart beating, these thoughts running through my mind, I'll never forget it. Like it was yesterday. I heard this still small voice within me say, this is not who you're meant to be. You're meant for so much more. Mm. And even as I think about it now, I want to cry because that was exactly what I needed to hear. And I didn't know who that voice was, what that voice was, but I wanted so bad that voice to be right. It gave me the strength I needed to run out of that room into the freezing cold street. And I always say this, cold air had never felt so good. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm out in the street, it's late, it's dark, but I'm meant for more. I had no money, I had no plans, I had no clue what I was going to do, but I had this knowing within me from that voice that I was meant for more. So literally, to cut a very long story short, I kept listening to that voice and it basically led me to take steps. I got back into the school system I dropped out of and became this award-winning student. I graduated at the top of my class at the University of Wales in Bangor. I then went on to the University of Cambridge to study for my MBA. I was elected class vice president and basically represented the school in Cambridge and around the world. That literally catapulted my career. I went on to have an amazing international career where I ended up being recognized um, as one of the top 30 under the age of 40 in my industry. And literally, you know, after doing that for 15 years, I worked in the finance and technology industry for a while. I then went on to start The Future is Greater. And we've been blessed now to impact clients, companies on five continents and counting. It literally blows my mind when I think about just what we've been able to do, just because of that one belief that anything is possible, no matter what is going on in your life, whatever circumstances, and I'm speaking to you whoever's watching this right now, no matter what circumstances you're going through, it does not have to dictate where you get to. You are meant for more. And I've been relentless about this, and it literally is baked into everything I do in my work and in my home, actually. Um, hearing that story, because you know what fascinates me is that so many women are going through this right now. So many women just need to hear that voice because they are going on and going on because they're thinking of the money they're making right now and they're not thinking of the future. So I'm so glad you were able to share that story because that's such a powerful message. But in your journey of discovering yourself, what are the key elements? Because people will just think, oh yeah, we're so easy. Just what were the key elements that really got you to really 
yeah, there, were the, there was a voice guiding you, but what elements got you to say to yourself, I'm going to go back to and really work hard. How did you gather yourself? What really, did you just apply? What did you do? Yeah, so that's such a good question, Anne, because to be honest, I kind of collapsed literally 20 years for you in like a few minutes. Yeah. And yes, that voice is always leading. And I think that voice is available. I came to know that voice is the voice of God, who I now you know, know so much about in the book study in the bible and I've, I've grown my relationship with him and that is available for everybody so number one tapping into that voice for direction is absolutely key and then secondly just believing that whatever it is you're going for is possible for you because right now you know we are in unprecedented times as we keep on hearing so much is coming you know at us every single one of us i don't care what what it is you know something is coming at you and it's just believing that whatever it is that goal that vision that thing whether it's to get back into school whether it's to earn a bit more money to raise yourself out of the financial struggle you find yourself in whatever that goal it is you've got to make that bigger than the fear of everything that's going on around you and you know sometimes it could take for me it took those many times i thought oh my gosh who am i kidding like Nobody's ever going to truck. Nobody's ever going to let me into school. Nobody's going to ever going to do this. But I had to kind of go back to that voice that told me, this is who you are in Christ. This, no matter at that time, I had nothing. No matter what's in or not in your bank account, you are a priceless jewel. You are created for something great. And there's something about just knowing who you are. And there's no extra people in this world. We all are special. So knowing how special you are causes you to kind of rise above the fear, rise above the circumstances. So that is kind of like the piece you've got to do yourself. And then I would say, don't try to do this alone. Do not. You know, for me, I am the product of so many mentors, so many coaches. I've invested probably hundreds of thousands now in people just supporting my education and like just growing. There's no point trying to reinvent the wheel. Even though we are in these scary times, there's nothing new under the sun. So whatever it is you're trying to achieve, somebody's done it before. So the fact that you, you know, somebody's watching this platform is a great thing because there may be many things that, you know, Anne has done before that you might want to do. Learn from her, then try and do the don't try and reinvent the wheel. So for me, whenever I get clear on, okay, this is what I want to do, I find out who has done this before. Can I learn from them? And it might just be a mentor for free. It might be I have to find the money to invest. It might be whatever, but just don't try and do it on your own. So get that supernatural um, support that's available to all of us and then get the physical support that's available to all of us because that's when your own physical strength rises up to help you transcend the issues. Wow. That is, um, uh, that is really a really good and um, strong point, the mental bit. Um, we'll now jump into your career because I've really monitored, I've really followed you and seen you, uh, we, no, we're, we're friends, we've, we're family friends and seeing you where you are today, I'm, I'm so happy and really impressed with your achievements. But Keith and I ask, are you focusing mostly on the female clients or male clients or how do you distinguish between who you help mostly? Yeah. So basically with the individuals I help, um, it's tended most to mostly to be women because that's where I started off my business. But as my business has grown, I have grown to kind of be more of a consultant to organizations. And in that case, I would focus more on coaching or helping whoever, me and my team would focus on whoever's in there. So I'd coach women, I'd coach men, we create trainings for them. So it's been a real mix of um, male and female, I would say. Wow. And so what, 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 okay, I have a very strong question. I got this from your um, site. It says, you are about, about transforming, transforming pain into power and purpose. And I love that because I'm always also all about pain because of my chronic illness pain. So how would you um, help people who are listening today transform their pain, whatever pain it might be, into power and purpose? 
Yeah, I'm so glad you asked me this question. I think really the first step to go from pain, I think that's actually the purpose of pain, actually. I don't believe that we're just there to be in pain for pain's sake. I believe it has to be transformed. And sometimes we can get stuck in the pain, which is unfortunate. The flip to go from pain to power, I believe, comes from a decision. It's a decision before you then move on to anything else. And I'll give you, I'll take you back to my story to kind of illustrate my point. So I was in the circumstances, in this place, everything around me suggested that, you know, you have no hope but to keep digging yourself further into rock bottom and work for this guy. Now, when I heard with that voice within me say, this is not who you're meant to be, you're meant for so much more, nothing agreed with that voice in the physical. But I had the choice to make a decision to say, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm going to believe. So I believe that, you know, that first step for anybody who wants to shift whatever pain you're in is to believe, number one, it's possible for you. And you and I am a living witnesses that whatever you're trying to transform, it's possible for you. And then you've got to decide. And I heard somebody basically say decision is almost, it's like you cut off any other options. So you're like, I am going to, you know, transform this to power, even if it kills me doing this. So for me, I cut off all other options and I ran out of that room. And this is something I do consistently. And, um, you know, I help clients do. And just to give you another example, that situation with my story was something I brought on myself. Pain that, you know, comes on you through no fault of your own, maybe like you or, you know, like me, happened on August 10th last year. My son was born end of July. So his birth was a very, very difficult one, like very complicated. We were in the hospital for many, many days after. After a while, they let us home. Never forget it, August 10th morning. So less than two weeks after he was born, I wake up in a pool of blood that is literally just spreading. It's almost like, you know, in a movie where somebody gets killed and like the blood is, is spreading. And I'm like, what's happening? I have no clue what's going on. My husband and I are terrified. We ring the emergency services. Um, we explain what's going on. They're like, okay, we're sending an ambulance straight over. At this point, I'm feeling myself even. I'm feeling myself getting weaker and weaker. Like, this is it. Like they say your life starts to flash. I start seeing memories and like, I'm, I'm dying. So somehow I managed to get myself to the bathroom by my room and I'm like, okay, I'm going. I'm like, you know, this is it. So I look across into my room. My son is asleep there. And the thought just comes to me because I had chosen to breastfeed my son. The thought just came to me like, you are this child's only food source. If you die, like this is Saturday morning, by the time your husband deals with the situation and goes running to the shop to get bottle formula and teach him to drink, like this could be the whole day this child could starve. My daughter had come into our room and fallen asleep on our bed. She had come with me to a maternity appointment. I was heavily anemic during my pregnancy, so I was taking blood for all sorts. She'd seen like a prick of blood and was so freaked out by it. I said, if she wakes up and sees this, she is going to be traumatized for life. And literally, this thought of these kids just sparked something in me. I was like, oh my God, the next generation need me. I could not die. So I made a decision. I'm like, God, I'm going to fight. You tell me what I need to do. I'm going to fight. I cannot die. That's the decision. When you are in pain, you decide that you're going to give it your all to shift the power. And I felt this power come upon me from I don't know where. I could see prior to that, the ambulance ladies were so like, you could almost see that like, there's no, I didn't know. I'd lost three liters of blood. I didn't know the body only has six liters. I'd lost like half my body of blood. So anyway, I, I got strength. I basically breastfed my son, handed him back to my husband. I said, you have three hours. That was his feeding schedule. Bring this child to wherever I am for him to eat. And they basically took me to the hospital. The team were amazing. I got operated on straight away. Issue got fixed. I remember being wheeled back into the room, back up to consciousness. My son and my father were there. And my son and, my, and, my, and his father were there. He handed me the baby to feed. I looked up. It was one o'clock, exactly three hours after I handed it to him. Now, I say all of that to say not how special I am, because we are all that special. 
we are made in the image of the most high God who when he speaks, things get created. And when I said, I'm going to live, my son is not going to starve, my children are not going to suffer, that is what I created. So we all have that power, but we've got to decide. And I don't know if this is of interest to anyone because people keep asking me this over and over again. I'm actually running a free challenge where I'm taking people step by step because I believe it starts with that decision. And then you've got to basically get the guidance you need and take steps, which include increasing your perspective from the chaos you're in to then take the right steps. I'm running a free challenge. You can come to the Futures Greater Facebook group we're kicking off beginning of July just to help people reset this year. You can be greater. The future is greater. I believe that. But you have got to do your part. It's not just going to fall on you all the time. Sometimes we get that, but most of the time, I feel this pain that we're in is about growth. Most pain is about growth. Yeah. Um, this is a fascinating story because um, I deal with this. I deal with this pain all the time, and I deal with all sorts of things. But hearing it from a different perspective, it's not yours. It's not chronic pain, but you yeah. just had this thing thrown at you, and you made that choice. And a lot is true. And I also tell people the same with coronavirus, we have a choice as well. When it comes to you, you have to keep body, you have to help the body. There's a willingness in you that has to want to fight. Yes. And it's up to you to believe that I want to fight and this is not the time. You have to have a purpose. And yes. this is why I love that pain, into, um, transforming your pain into purpose and um, power. I think yes. those are key words that PPP, oh PPP, <laughs> they all make sense. Um, <laughs> I'll go on to this other question, Michelle, because um, um, you now you said you, you, you deal with both clients, but in your, in your scene, in your, what you've been dealing with, is there a difference between the male client and female client when you're giving advice? You know, because you know there's so much thing going around the world, there's so much um, divide, and you've seen it, you're in a male-dominating world, and a female dominating both sides, How, what would you say, is there a difference? Yeah. Yes, I would say there's a huge difference in um, men and women, but not because they're men and women. Because the interesting thing, you know, with all this gender divide, with all the racial divide right now, um, I'm going to answer your question, but I want to touch on something first. I think we as human beings are more alike than we give ourselves credit for. Because everything in this world, me, you, the mountains, my computer, every single thing is made up of atoms. Atoms are the building blocks of our world. And if you look at an atom, the part of the atom that you can see is a tiny, tiny thing compared to the whole atom. So let's say the size of the atom you can see is a peanut. The actual atom itself is the size of a football stadium, which means me, you, everybody, everything is 99.9999999999% energy. So we're more alike than we give ourselves credit. And all of this fighting and all of this stuff is on the peanuts instead of all the possibility that exists. So when women come to me, I get questions like, oh, I can't find any role models. I can't find you know, this and I can't find that. There's nobody who's done it. I'm like, actually, there's more than 7 billion people on the planet. They look like you. And let's not focus on the peanuts. Let's focus on the possibility. So sometimes you have to kind of transcend that, okay, this person is a guy or whatever. And you know, go learn from that person because you've got to blaze a trail. And if you were waiting for somebody to show you, you know, what was possible to make life easier for people who suffer sickle cell, it wouldn't happen. You've got to blaze your own unique trail. You've got to look for examples wherever they may be because we are more alike than we give ourselves credit for. So that's the first thing. But then with coaching individuals, I would say it's different, but not because they're men or because they're women. I think every individual is different because we all have our cognitive strengths, what we are amazing at. We all have, there's some people that have, you know, disabilities that they were born with. There's different levels of abilities. So there's the cognitive side of things, but then there's also the cognitive side of things, which people don't talk about that much, which is basically how people are wired. So 
I'll give you a perfect example. I used to think, oh my gosh, you know, when I do presentations, when I work with people, I'd have to present and I'd be like, oh, I've got to do this presentation in two weeks. I can't find the motivation to actually just get this thing done. But then when it came to one day before the presentation, it's like the Holy Spirit fire would fall on me and this presentation would be done and it would be amazing. And then what I realized when I started coaching, I got into understanding the cognitive and the cognitive mind is I am actually just wired to function with a tight deadline. That's just literally how I operate. And I'd spent two weeks feeling bad about like, oh, I'm so not motivated. When actually the way God created me was to not be working on the presentation, to work on other things and then the day before do it. So when I'm coaching individuals or when anybody on my team, because we have a team of coaches and consultants, when we are coaching anybody, we basically look to understand who is this person cognitively and cognitively and we meet that, that person there because until you work with somebody based on who they are because every single person is a masterpiece like creative and you know when you make a fish feel like they're supposed to operate like a bird they feel like a failure but if you realize oh you're a fish and you coach a fish like a fish hopefully this is making sense then the fish could be successful so yeah. i don't think it's a man woman thing yes of course there's different questions that come up because of the stuff that goes on but i challenge people i'm like you know what yes men female but this is peanuts let's talk about possibility because when we get over this these differences we step into achievements that blow people's minds starting with ours because typically we are the ones that limit ourselves so when we get out of the peanut thinking it's less about man woman black white whatever it's about who did god create me to be and why has he put me here that is a beautiful answer though that is so stunning i can't believe you just said that because that is really um relates to everything going on today and a lot of people have forgotten that real vision. Who are you as a person first? Forget everything else. Forget your color, forget are you tall, short, fat, so whatever. Who are you? And find that purpose from who you are. I love that. It's just something amazing. But for women, you know, because yes, we are women and we have our own challenges. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> if a woman comes to you, right, how would you um, advise her to develop her personal skill sets because I think we women sometimes one of the things that draw us back is that we have kids we mm. sometimes have to relocate because of our husbands most likely it's always the woman relocating yes. so we have to do so much um, to fulfill that womanhood of being in a marriage yes. how would you give a woman confidence to find herself again yeah, no, first of all, I would say, you know, pat on the back because everything you've described, Anne, is true. There was a whole, there was a time like 2018 in my business, I was so furious when I looked at all the research about just how much women have, um, you know, almost like a, you know, a slower start compared to the guys. Like, you know, the Economist magazine called it the birth penalty. So when we start having children, so a woman who's on track with a guy, maybe they both get their MBA. As soon as a woman starts having kids, there's a birth penalty. Her salary can keep up. This adds to the gender pay divide and all sorts. So this is very, very real. Even if we're talking about energy and all that, this stuff is real. But then, like I said, anything you desire is possible. Literally is the backbone and the foundation of where I start from. So I would say to any woman who is experiencing these very real issues, because a lot of workplace structures are not lined up to support this thinking that anything is possible, I would say, number one, believe it for you because there's not a lot of examples that show you it's possible. Because at the moment, you know, sometimes it's very easy in corporations when I go in to see women who are, you know, like really, really doing well, don't have kids, or maybe their kids are grown up. And, um, you know, it's like, they don't have that baggage. And I hate to call kids baggage because they're a blessing. But when you're talking about career ambition, it's like, oh, the kids are slowing you down. So there's not many examples of women who are doing it. Again, I would say, believe it is possible and decide that you're going to do it. 
That's number two. And then number three, get help. This is not something that you do on your own. So for me with this, I had to do all this. I had to have two kids. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of help and a lot of coaching and support I personally get. I would never be without a coach myself. What's around this? How do I navigate this? How do I um, not limit my production because I don't have as much time? Because now I have to, you know, for me, my kids, my family, my relationship with God, that's a priority and I want to do great work. So time is reduced, but how do I keep introducing, increasing my contribution? Because yeah. the Economist magazine was talking about, oh yeah, women's contribution goes down, so their compensation goes down. But I'm like, okay, well, actually, I don't want to link time to my um contribution and I don't want my compensation to go down. So it's like getting the support you, to, you need to achieve more, to be more, more productive and to not tie your compensation to the time you put in. Get help to articulate the value. <laughs> I'll give you a perfect example. When I was working in a leadership role in the corporate world, I had visibility to what some senior people were being paid. And it was so interesting when it came time to the bonuses, I would have a decision on what people got paid. And without fail, Anne, Every single time the men on the leadership team would come and tell me, make the case for exactly why they should get this bonus and blah, blah, blah. And lo and behold, I would speak to the general manager and they would get it. Now, the women, a lot of the time, were performing better than these guys would never ask. And it got to the point where I kept seeing this time after time after time. And I started saying to them, you know what, ladies, you can come and make a business case for the money. So I think, you know, just getting the support that helps you realize you can ask for more where it's deserved. I'm not talking about handouts here or women just get yeah. paid for women. The marketplace pays for results. If you're not delivering results, this is not for you. But if you're a woman who's committed to deliver the results, committed to grow, you can probably ask for more money. Because chances are you probably came in earning less money. And it's about making the case in a way that the marketplace will understand and will get you the results. So I do this time and time again. You know, some of the work that we've done is help women who were so scared to have a baby because they're on track for partner. How are we going to do this? We help them have the baby and get promoted to partner because you can do both. You just don't tie the time you're working to the result you're delivering and you articulate the results you're, you're delivering. So the company has to pay you. So it's, it's kind of doing things smarter. And when you're so in the weeds with it, a lot of women can do this for their teams Mm. or for themselves. It's like, oh, how do I make the case? Which is why it's so, so helpful to not try and do this alone. Get a mentor, get a coach, articulate your work because the men are doing it and they're getting it. Important. That is so important because that actually takes me to my next question is that how can you achieve goals that are achievable and yet profitable? Because you're saying what you said is very, very true, but how do we how do we women go and say yes we've done this how do we achieve goals that are achievable rather than setting it up because i know a lot of people set i call it setting goals to fail yes and that then people say okay you said you're going to do all this but none of this was done so you failed yourself Mm -hmm. how do you tell how do you advise women to balance it at the same time go ask for more yeah i have a great answer to your question but I just want to say you know what you said and I've done this before so this is not to make any feel bad don't tell anybody your goals necessarily unless they have to know because sometimes people are like oh I thought you said you know yes. if, it's a, if it's somebody who's going to keep you accountable and you know that this person is like iron sharpening iron fine but if you go say oh I'm going to do this yeah. you don't need to, like show them your results right it's the first thing I would say yeah. but then coming back to your question and it's so important I love this question because um Setting goals when you nearly all set smart goals, set this, set that. 
again, there is a purpose for every human being. So if you go and set goals that are number one, not aligned to your purpose, or it's just not the right time because maybe you are birthing a child and for somebody like you, Anne, physically, this risks your life, right? For me, actually, this my life too. It might not be the time to be trying to achieve whatever. So it's a very, very unique thing. And the way I said, I, I suggest that people do this to be successful is number one, seek God's guidance first. Uh, so what is the goal in the first place? And I'll give you an example. So when this whole pandemic hit, right, everything just turned upside down, like literally, I don't need to kind of go over it. We've all lived it, right? Everything was upside down. I'm trying to figure out what to do with my life. I'm helping clients with like crisis communication, like it, crisis management. It's just chaos. And at one point I just said to God, I don't even know what to do first. Like, where do I even begin? Like, literally I have no reference point for what's going on. So I went back to seek guidance on what should even be the goal. And the answer that came to me in this spiritual practice was just so shocking to me. The answer was actually, you need to get fitter and healthier. And I'm like, fitter and healthier, like right now, I'm trying to help clients who are losing like millions of opportunity. I am trying to buy toilet paper. I'm trying to like feed my family, like, you know, get that food, which people are not doing. And you want me to get fitter and healthier? And I'm like, okay, if you stay so. So that's the first thing, seek guidance because the goal you're shooting for might be totally not what you're supposed to be shooting for at the time. So that's the first step. And then secondly, to have that goal be achievable, I would seek your intuition as to what's the process to achieve it by. Because coming back to my example of get fitter and healthier, there's a million ways you can get fitter and healthier. But literally, when I kind of tapped into my intuition, I got highlighted this program. They were like running this contest looking for people who were going to, you know, try out this new program and like, you know, eat the nutrition as they like lay out and um, have this uh, follow the fitness. And it was a big competition. And as soon as I read it, I'm like, yeah, because again, kind of going back to how I'm wired, one of my biggest strengths is competition. Not that I'm competing against anybody, but I like to be like, oh yeah, this is a race. So for me, that was the best way to achieve my goal because I'm in something that drives me and motivates me. So number one, seek God's guidance, seek God's guidance on the goal and seek your intuition as to what's the best way because competition might totally freak somebody else out. Like that's not my husband at all. So if you put him in this kind of thing, it's his idea of hell, but for me, it's perfect. And just to give you an idea, like literally in six weeks, I've lost like seven kgs, which is like 15 pounds. Like I'm set to be in better shape in my 40s and I was in my 20s because I sought God about the goal. So I think, you know, a lot of the time we're looking at what everybody else is doing, oh, so-and-so did this and so-and-so do that. So I need to do that. No, you have no idea what that person's soul journey is about. You have no idea what their purpose is about. You have no idea what their life is like. So a lot of the time we, I, mean, I say weeks, I've done this, I'm looking at people and setting goals because we see other people doing it. And you're basically climbing up the wrong building that ends you up either burnt out or when you get to the top, it doesn't mean anything to you because that wasn't even the goal that was going to set your soul on fire. So I would say go back with goal setting for your career as a woman, for anything, to the God who made you, who says in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, to give you hope in the future. And he'll tell you what the anointing is on right now. And for me, it was love and fitness. And when I did that, there's energy for everything. My, my brain is sharper than ever. I'm able to, when you're healthier, when you're eating healthier, you're strong. Everything else just works. I couldn't see that in the pandemic chaos. So go to the maker. He has the manual. Wow. Um, with everything going on in the world currently, there's the whole Black Lives Matter, there's the coronavirus, but most importantly, it's touching the Black Lives Matter. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because you've worked in the corporate world and a lot of people feel disadvantaged because they're scared 
to go apply for jobs because they don't know if that we can get it in the first place. But you and I just went ahead and did it and applied and we, you know, it wasn't easy, but we stuck to it. We went ahead. What advice would you give to your young black self? You know, yeah. you have daughters, you and I, they're going to grow up. Yes. There's inequality in the world. There's inequality being a man or woman. There's inequality with your race. There's inequality how you look. There's so much of that. There's so but much. And it's literally been going on for centuries, right? Yeah. If, you, if you look at this, you will cry. Like, yeah. I've, I've been outraged. I've, I've felt all the feelings because it's just there's so many unfair things going on. But I go back again to what I said at the beginning, which is ultimately a lot of things can kind of be designed to hold you back, which they have been. But when you truly believe and you connect to the one who made you as to what is the plan for me right now? What is the goal for who am I in you? Nothing and no one can hold you back. The word of God says, if God is for me, who can be against me? I take you back to that story. I share that story at the beginning. Not that I love sharing it because it gives so many teaching points. So let's say I was kind of, that guy was saying to me, oh, people like you, you've never amounted nothing. What choice do you have anyway? This wasn't even discrimination. This was the truth. Like literally I was supposed to amount to nothing. But I went back to the one who made me and he says, you're meant for more. So I would say to any young person, really, who is looking at this situation, number one, I'd say to you, actually, things are better for you than they've ever been. Because right now with this whole um, Black Lives Matter and, you know, sadly, the killing of George Floyd, for the first time ever, I'm seeing corporations saying, oh, we want to learn, we want to help. And like, people are generally seeing how they can change the system. So number one, I'd say to you, things are better than they've ever been. And number two, even if they fix everything suddenly and the world, the sky's now blue and the roses are now red and everything is wonderful. Until you change your mindset and until you change your belief to one that is nothing and no one can hold me back, there's nothing in the world that will help you. Because there is something actually called, um, there was some research done in Pennsylvania State University in the 1960s by a guy called Michael Seligman, something like that. And it's called, and he basically named what he discovered, learned helplessness. And he did, it was kind of cool. He used animals to test this thing where dogs were kind of like made to feel a lot of pain. And the ones that were made to feel pain, when they got the opportunity to, opportunity to escape, they didn't because they'd been under so much pain that they just thought, well, that's it. And they never did. And then other dogs who never went through that pain were just jumping through to the safe zone. So there's a danger of learned helplessness because there has been so much oppression. There has been so much holding you back. Don't fall into the category of somebody who's just learned to be helpless. Believe that you are meant for more. Get the helps of mentors. Look at people that are doing it. Ask them, how are you doing it? Get a coach, get, get something because actually your only limit is you. People may want to like slow you down with their stuff, but actually from my own experience, when people have tried to hold me back, it has served as a springboard to like smash, not even smash through a glass ceiling. I've flown over the ceiling they put over me because when God is for you, who can be against you? So I want you to step into the identity that you are an original, you are a masterpiece sent by God to do great things on this earth. Nothing, no one can hold you back unless you let them. That's my opinion. That is very true. I, and I think once you, have that, once you have that message built in your mind, you don't see anything else, you just see, I'm yeah. here for a purpose and I want to achieve my purpose and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, final message we've come to the end of the into um you know conversation i was call it mike what would be your final message of hope to everyone out there people who've gone through this pandemic and not been able to think their jobs are lost and are not sure what the, what you know what next for them um people who want 
your who are trapped where in, in your previous setup of life and you you got out you didn't even need to be there you got out right away so many people are in that situation what would, your, what would be your final message of hope to these guys? Yeah, and I felt like, you know, obviously in my situation, I'm very, very privileged compared to, you know, anything. But I felt what it feels like, oh my gosh, I'm losing everything, at least to the level I understood it. So I know at least a little bit about what you're feeling. I know how terrifying that can be, but it's always hope. I did at that lowest point what I need to do, which is kind of go back to God and say, God, like, what am I meant to do all of this? Yeah. And this, the scripture that came to mind was Romans 8, 28, which says um, basically something along the lines of, for all things work together for good, for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So I'm like, okay, that kind of gave me a little bit of hope, but I'm like, what do I even begin to do with that? And then I just began to kind of write that out every day. So I would say, number one, my message would just go back and pray. And I'm going to be praying for you because I know I have been praying for people who are suffering. But go back and pray for yourself and just say, what get from the divine. What is the message for me? And literally look to get help in whatever way you can. Reach out to people. Reach out to, you know, come to my free challenge. Like literally, I'm literally helping people through this from 1st July because people are like, oh, 2020 is a mess. No, God said to me, adversity is the breeding ground for growth. If you think about it, he mirrors this in nature. Like when you put a seed into the ground, that seed feels like it's dead. It's like buried. It kind of dies. It cracks open. But all of that has to happen for something to kind of sprout forth and for, you know, some fruit to bear to come forth in a new plant. So growth feels painful. And I really believe that we are in this period of growth for more fruit to, to come. So I would just encourage you with like, there's a purpose in this pain. And don't just dwell on the pain and feel like there is no hope. God, who is the farmer, knows what he's doing. He's not forgotten about you. He will not let you stay beyond what's possible. So if you're mourning, God says he comforts those who mourn. If you're suffering financially, the word of God says, I will provide all your needs according to my riches and glory. So I went and found all the scriptures that kind of spoke to my heart and made me um, just be reassured that God was in control until I began to see that change in my life and my clients' lives. And then get the help. Come join my free challenge. Literally, the future is greater. I'll take you on a day by day. Like, do this, do this, do this, do this. Because you don't need to do this alone. There's no point. When you're alone, your thoughts will try and tell you, oh, you're the only one going through this, or you're a loser. There's no hope for you. But naturally, there's always hope. There's nothing new under the sun. These circumstances might be new, but really, there's nothing new under the sun. God is giving wisdom to other people that could help you. So I would say reach out to trusted people, get the help you need, and just go to that divine and feed your soul in the word of God. Because it is like, just soothing, soothing rivers to the soul. I literally healed myself with that to then be able to support my clients. Wow. Well, I'm Maxine, thank you so much for joining me on the platform, Painless Universal Conversation with myself. I really appreciate it. I know how busy you are and especially times like this, but nothing like having not just you as a, the executive, the coach, the business entrepreneur you are, but also as my friend. Thank you so much. My pleasure. It's been an honor. Nothing's more important than people, especially when they're as amazing as you. So thank you for the opportunity, Anne. And I pray that this blesses people. Thank you.